I'm Siobhan Barnes, ex-commercial and corporate real estate professional turned leadership and life coach, supporting high-achieving professionals to step into purpose-led careers without having to sacrifice their soul, sanity, or steady paycheck. I've coached hundreds of professionals to figure out their unique path to create meaningful success that feels as good on the inside as it looks on the outside using my signature aligned achievement method. In this podcast, I'll share how you can get clarity on your unique path, how to make an impact and step into more purpose in a way that's right and true for you. Let's dive in. A very warm welcome to the Aligned Achiever podcast with me, Siobhan Barnes. I'm really excited to be diving into today's topic, which is all about how to get on the right track. And specifically right now, as you're listening at the time of recording, how to get clear on your career trajectory in 2023. So if you're listening to this live, if you're listening to this many months after, just know that it's my intention to support you with how to begin to map the right goals for you. I was having a conversation the other day with a woman around goal setting, and she was sharing how she's ambitious, she's driven. If she knows what her goals are, she's going to go and achieve them. But sometimes she wonders, am I actually trying to achieve the right goals? And as she was sharing, I could very much resonate with that. I think we live in a culture and a society which is hell-bent on productivity and getting things done. And sometimes when you keep going on that track and you don't stop to question if you're working hard towards the right goals, then you can wake up wondering, hmm, where did I go wrong? Am I on the right path? Is this really where I should be going? And truth be told, I'm still riding a high from relaunching the podcast last week. And for me, revamp in the podcast really came through the framework that I'm going to be talking you through today. It really came from taking some time and some space to evaluate, am I on the right track? My intention today is to support you with answering that question for yourself. And spoiler alert, if you're listening to this live, I'm running a free workshop this week, which is designed to support you in going deeper with what we're going to be talking about today. It's called your 2023 reinvention. And as this is going live, it's going to be running live within the next 48 hours. So come and join us if you can. This is going to be a workshop to support you to reimagine, redesign, and realign your life, career, and well being. It's going to be an opportunity for you, me, and another group of amazing souls to take an hour out of our busy days to take stock of where we are in our life journey and our career path and to redesign it towards, you know, more meaning and less burnout. I imagine this workshop to be a very intimate, relaxed space. And I'm going to invite you to bring a cup of tea or a glass of wine, really to take some time to journey with me, to do a little cue and review, to hit the reset button If you're anything like many of my clients, myself included, we like to plan, we like to set goals, and we're doing this in November before all the busy of Christmas and New Year's sets in, and I really want to give you an opportunity just to focus on you before all of the busy. So if that's something that you would like to come and attend, 
come on over to siobhanbarnes.com forward slash your 2023 reinvention with a dash in between. If that's too long, just come on over to the show notes over at siobhanbarnes.com forward slash 44. That's the number four, four. And as I said, we're going to dive deeper into what we're exploring today. So today we're going to be talking about how do you get on the right track and get clear on your career trajectory in 2023. Specifically, we're going to cover why you should be focusing on this now, even though New Year's and 2023 is still, I think, six weeks away. We're going to be covering how to plan when there is so much uncertainty. You know, is there any point in planning? We'll cover what to do if you're the type who's made plans before but haven't achieved them. Spoiler alert, you're in good company and I'll talk about why. We'll uncover how do you begin to decide what to focus on in 2023. And then we're going to zoom out a little bit to how do you map out your goals practically? So how can we take this into tangible action steps? So why are we going to focus on this now? Yes, I know 2023 is still ages away, but you and I both know that December is a busy month. There are lots of social engagements, it's Christmas, it's New Year's, no matter where you are in the year, this can just tend to be quite a busy time. You might be doing your annual plan, your budgeting and your forecasting for your work at your organization. And I'm here to say, well, that piece is really important for you too. Maybe as you're doing that annual planning and that budgeting and you're forecasting, you're wondering, am I going to be around for all of this? Where do I fit into the picture? So I want to support you with doing a bit of a review for yourself because I'm here to take a stand for you. Most people actually spend more time planning and organizing holidays and vacations rather than doing a life and career assessment ritual and like doing the assessment, which is totally nuts, but understandable, right? When you're looking at doing a review, it's going to bring up a lot. You're going to have to look at what's uncomfortable. What goals did you set that you didn't hit? What areas of your life have you not actually gained any traction in? All of these pieces can bring up a lot of shame. And statistics actually show that six months after people set their intentions, 54% don't keep up with it. And interestingly, I was looking at New Year's resolution stats, and apparently only 9% of those people who set New Year's resolutions have success in seeing them through. So fascinating, right? So if you're someone who hasn't hit your goals, don't worry, you're in really good company. Katie Milkman is a Wharton professor and a researcher in the areas of psychology and economics, and she's written a book called How to Change, and she talks about the fresh start effect basically how when we have a fresh start, it offers us a psychological do-over. She writes, we're more likely to pursue change on dates that feel like new beginnings because these moments help us overcome a common obstacle to goal initiation, the sense that we've failed before and thus will fail again. She writes, quoting her, These new beginnings lead us to pause, reflect, and consider the bigger picture, which makes us more likely to consider trying to make change. Fresh starts matter. So I want to invite you to think about this time, and if you're joining me for the workshop this coming week, to really think about this as an opportunity for a fresh start. Real change, whether individually or organizationally, it's always prompted by a new beginning or a fresh start. Sometimes those beginnings can be forced upon us due to the economy, changes in company structure, layoffs, etc., which of course, as we're recording now, is pretty much the climate that we're living in right now. 
Other times it can be more personal in nature in terms of romantic relationships or a change of heart. The truth is no matter what time of year it is, we get to create a change. And my invitation for you is to take the time out this November before all the celebrations of December to carve out what matters for you. And if you want to hear a little bit more about those stats and that information I shared, come on over to the show notes at siobhanbarnes.com forward slash 44. And I've got some links in there if you want to dig deeper down the rabbit hole. The second piece I want to talk about today is how do you plan when there's so much uncertainty in the world? Is there any point? Life is never perfect. There is so much that is unforeseen and outside of our control. I remember once being advised by a coach of mine that I once worked with many, many moons ago, who actually sparked my desire and passion for coaching as a path for myself. So shout out to Lauren Deering Russo. And she taught me this. She taught me that there are three types of business to think about. Our business, other people's business, and the business beyond our control. Whether you call that the universe, mother nature, God, or something else. There are three areas of influence and all we can control is what's within us, our business. And so I invite you to think about these three frames when it comes to goal setting, because you can only control what's within your control. You can't control what other people are going to do. You can't control what's happening. Hello, COVID. You know, we've got to just take back our authority, take back our agency by doing what we can that's within our control. So let me give you a personal example around this, a very personal one, because I want to be honest and I want to be real because I'm in this journey with you. This year has been a real tussle for myself between running my own business, having my own career goals, and being a present, stable presence for my kids. I'm in Hong Kong, and it's been quite the journey through the pandemic. So what's my business? What's within my control? Well, what's within my control is my mindset my emotions, my approach, my expectations on what I can do. And believe you me, maybe you're like me, you've had these stretched and tested and pulled apart during these last three years. So these things have been a personal journey for myself. Other people's business? Well, that's what the government has decided to do in Hong Kong, you know, with policies with the kids in school. That's an example of other people's business. I could also be thinking about other people's business in the context of judgments and opinions around my priorities and what I've been focusing on. What's beyond my control has been COVID, which the government has been responding to. So these things are beyond our control, including the economy, climate change, etc. Which brings me to the four frames that can help when you have a hesitation to plan if it's too uncertain. So if you're thinking, all right, Shiv, I'll do what's within my control, but what's the point? Because who knows what's going to happen? Here are four frames if you still need a little bit of support. There are four frames to remember when it comes to goal setting. Frame number one, be clear on your goals, but flexible on how you implement them. Number two, clarify what your priority is. Frame three, choose an enjoyable path and weave in pleasure and rewards. This is not some nice to have. There's actually neuroscience behind this. And the fourth frame is to realize you don't have to go it alone. Seek support and seek community. So I'm going to unpack this a little bit further as we dive in. Frame number one, be clear on your goals, but flexible on how you implement them. Going back to Milkman, who I referenced earlier, 
She ran a study on 2,500 Google employees regarding promoting more exercise. And there were two groups. One had to go to the gym at exactly the same time every day or on set days in a week. And the other group, group two, had the flexibility to go at any time during the day. Guess who had built a more lasting habit? Actually, it was group two, the people who had more variation in their schedule, who were able to be a little bit more flexible. They were the ones who had been most consistent about their workout times. Milkman shares in an article by Fast Company, which again, I'll link to in the show notes, that it became really clear what happened in the data. Her study showed that too much rigidity is the enemy of habit. If people miss their exercise time, they didn't reschedule. So what does that mean for you in this context? Set a goal, but be flexible in how you implement it. You don't have to set yourself up with really tough, demanding schedule. How can you actually start small and build upon that? Frame number two, clarify what your priority is. Again, going back to a very personal example, I remember trying to do it all. So during the pandemic, it got to a point pretty much by the fifth wave here in Hong Kong that my priority was making sure that my family and I got through this with our mental health intact. And I chose to make the decision to peel back on my expectations around work to give me more flexibility to prioritize health, well-being for myself and my family. Now, obviously that brought up a lot of mindset challenges and some practical implications as well. But if we don't take the time to clarify what our priority is, to think through the consequences of our actions, then we're just going to try and do it all. I see working mothers in this plight all the time. And what does it lead to? Burnout, resentment, martyrdom. And we all know that's not a healthy or desirable place to be. Frame number three, choose an enjoyable path and weave in pleasure and rewards. Focus on the joy of something, not just the efficiency. Again, I'm going to give you a practical example of this. One of the core anchor habits that I have established this year has been going to the gym, specifically working out, strength training, and building up some lean muscle mass. And I must take my hat off to my friend, Dr. Lorena Law, who I had on the podcast. I'll link to her episode in the show notes where she talks about menopause and women's health and how that relates to career and all those things. And actually in that interview, she spoke a lot about what we can do to prepare for menopause and working out is one of those things. So big shout out to her for being so encouraging because what I realized was that I could take the efficient route of working out at home. My husband enjoys exercise and during COVID, we were fortunate enough to acquire a couple of gym pieces of equipment at home. And I realized that he's the type that can work out at home. He can be motivated to do that and say, hey, let's work out. Let's do this here. Whereas I know that I need the group energy to push myself. And so for me, I work out at a gym in Central, which is about 45 minutes, an hour away from home. And I go there to do my classes. Is it efficient? No, it will be so much faster and easier if I could work out at home. But is it joyful? Heck yes. And shout out to Perform for being amazing community and encouraging women to exercise. It's been such a game changer and I am absolutely in love with the space. All right, let's come back then. Choose joy, choose in what makes you feel like there's pleasure. And you know, as you do that, you're actually rewarding your mind to say, let's keep doing this. Let's keep going. You get that dopamine hit and it becomes easier to make that choice to go and do that thing again. Frame number four seek support and community. 
We live in a culture, again, that has this narrative that we have to figure everything out on our own. We don't. The American Society of Training and Development actually did a study on accountability, and they found that you have a 65% chance of completing a goal if you commit to someone, whether that's a coach, a best friend, someone. And if you have a specific accountability appointment with a person you've committed to, you're going to increase your chance of success by up to 95%. So if you think, oh my gosh, why can't I do this? It's not your fault. Maybe you need that accountability. That actually really weaves into my gym example because I feel like I'm accountable to show up there. All right, segueing on to question three. What do I do if I make plans every year and I don't achieve them? Well, as I've been talking, can you see how perhaps your approach could be different? How perhaps you've not been incorporating these frames into goal setting? Maybe you haven't been clear on your priorities for the season of life. Maybe you felt totally out of control, focused on other people's business and the business that's outside of your control. If you have, that's A-okay. We all do it. It's normal. If you want to do it a different way, then again, please come to that workshop that I'm running all about your 2023 reinvention. We're going to be workshopping all of this. Next, how do you decide what to focus on in 2023? Well, common mistakes that I see and many people make when they're setting their New Year's resolutions, which I get still some time away. And if you're here, I think you're not here to just create 2023 New Year's resolutions. You're here to create meaningful change. So these examples and goals of like losing weight, sleeping more, stressing less, they can be very vague and generic goals that could apply to anyone. How you can decide on what to focus on in 2023 is to take a little time to review and assess your priorities. In all honesty, without speaking to you, I can't support you to decide what it is you should focus on. This is deeply personal to you. How you decide is by carving out some time, some space for you to do the deep inner work to consider your priorities. And that's exactly what we'll be doing in the workshop. So please don't assume that it's something that you're just going to one and done, take five minutes to think about. It really requires a little bit of reflection and deep analysis. And if you can't join the workshop in a few episodes time, I'll be supporting you a little bit more on how to map out your 2023 goals. But for now, I wanted to share with you a little tidbit on how you can map out your goals practically. Here's a frame to get you started. First frame number one. What matters to you in your life right now? Is it your family? Is it your career? Is it your health? What matters the most to you in your life right now? And many of us don't want to choose this because we don't want to make the decision. And look, it's okay. There are seasons for focusing on different things. And that brings me to the second point. What season are you in in your life? And specifically because we're focusing on your career trajectory in this episode, there are three seasons that I see women facing in their careers, high achievers facing in their careers. And I want to share them with you here so that you can begin to identify what season are you in? And by having that clarity, what's your next step? So number one is this season of integration, wanting to integrate more balance and harmony, i.e. less burnout. The second season is around growth, wanting to develop and grow as a leader at work. The third one is around reinvention, changing things up. Maybe that's due to the recession or an unfortunate layoff, or maybe you yourself are craving change. So once you've identified what season you're in, what goals do you want to work towards? What projects will help you get to those goals? 
And what tasks and routines do you need to complete those projects? It's really that simple. You start with the macro and then you work backwards into the micro. So there you have it. Today, we've been speaking about how to get back on the right track, how to get clear on your career trajectory in 2023. We've spoken about why you should focus on this now, even though 2023 is still ages away. We've spoken about how to plan when there's so much uncertainty. Is there any point? We've spoken about what to do if you make plans every year, but you don't achieve them. We've explored how to decide what to focus on in 2023 and how to begin to map out your goals practically. So I would love to hear from you. What's been your biggest insight, aha, or takeaway from this episode? Feel free to hit reply to this email, to DM me on Instagram or on LinkedIn. I would love to know what landed for you. And remember, if you need more support, sign up for that workshop and join me live to go a little bit deeper with everything that I've shared today. And again, you can get all the links for the workshop and all the articles that I referenced today over at the show notes, which are at siobhanbarnes.com forward slash 44. That's the number four, four. Before you go, please remember, you are here for a reason beyond merely hustling, grinding, and merely surviving. You are matter.